Good morning. This is the Political Plateau Podcast, and today you are speaking with Blake Spencer. Um, I am the host of the Political Plateau Podcast, and today I have with me here Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson has been involved in political campaigns since about 12 years of age, held interviews on the local and national news, and is a student running for a position in the adult world on the school board of Grand Blank. Joe Johnson, how would you like to introduce yourself? Well, I'd just like to say thank you for bringing me on your show, and I'm humbled to be here. And uh, all that is true about me. And uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for me. All right. So, Joe, I have a few questions for you here. Um, let me know if you're comfortable. Um, so, Joe, can you explain a bit about your platform and why you're on the show today? Well, I'm on the show because I'm uh, a student in Grand Blank uh, running for school board, which isn't uncommon uh, around Genesee County. But I'm bringing a lot more uh trade skills back into the schools and I, I as a student's perspective I can see where we lack a lot of things that are needed in the adult world and with on the edge of becoming an adult myself I can see where students lack and where students exceed in a lot of uh, education purposes and I'd like to see it be balanced more especially when they reach that level to decide for themselves do I go to college or do I go to a, an apprenticeship Okay, and with that being said, how do you plan on doing those things? Well, I, I intend on uh, creating a program called School to Work Partnership, okay. uh, partnered with local businesses, uh, with ju- uh, juniors and seniors in the high school, that they may go fifth and sixth hour to their local business uh, and get experience in that business, whether it be changing oil, changing tires, uh, working at a law firm, all these different jobs, not just blue collar, but they get that experience in those hours working under those conditions. Okay, and with that being said, how do you feel like that would affect students of the future? How do you feel like that would improve their lives and how would that give them more experience? How do you feel like your vision Will ultimately change how the education world is set up in Grand Blake, Michigan. Well, I believe we'll see a lot more interest in trade skills, especially when they know the the need for trades and how much businesses are willing to pay. Um, I, I see that students will know, okay, college is a bunch of debt, you know, student loans and all these different things. I don't need that. And that shows students that I don't have to go that route anymore and I can just work on improving myself all they need is two hands and they just need an apprentice and they can they can start working uh, either it's paid or unpaid that is up to the business but this will help students see the outside world and really work in those conditions that adults are working in today okay okay so let's digress a bit um, let's talk about a little bit about your background your personal hobbies and what you like to do in your spare time I know me and you we are very non like uncommon people when it comes to the things that we like to do and the type of activism we like to do um you are vastly even though we are both in that same spectrum of field we have vastly different political views especially when it comes to the current um you know president election um political party affiliation how we feel about certain topics and things that have to do of that nature. Can you talk a little bit about your background, your personal hobbies, how you came into the person you are today when it comes to politically and mentally the space you're in right now? Sure, sure. So I I came from uh, Millington originally, actually, that's where I was born, and I grew up on a farm, and I I saw through my father and my father's father, uh, hard work was something that was needed to, to stay alive and to sell crops. And I found it 
interesting that when I moved to Grand Blanc, there was a lot less of agriculture. And I, I thought the difference was everyone in Grand Blanc believes they're going to be in a blue collar or a white collar job. When in fact, being blue collar, there's nothing wrong with that. So with my, with my background, I have a little bit, I have on both sides, I can see where Grand Blanc stands and where my uh, Millington stands. So I would say that my background includes, you know, being in the rural and the urban, um, as well as having relations with people in politics as well. Uh, Bill Schutte, um, he's a cousin of mine, and I've just been able to get involved with him and talk to him about the lack of agricultural and trade skills jobs that are it's happening to the state as a, a whole, and not just our two counties. Okay. Um, with that being said, um, bouncing off that um, governmental position that you were just talking about, Bill Schutte, um, so from a young age, it seemed like you had a bit of interest in government. Um, can you talk about how you found interest in government and politics and political science? And I know that you've been involved in a few elections. So after you touch on that topic there, can you talk about your past elections and how you've done what you've done with those elections? Sure. So I became involved in politics because it started out when I started going to mission events with the church and helping people. But on a grander scale to help people, you have to be able to talk to other people diplomatically. And I realize that something I like to do is talk to people and, you know, not just beat around the bush, but really get to the issues. And I like to represent people who can't talk for themselves, who can't speak up for themselves. You know, I mean, it takes courage to stand up for other people. And that's what I've always had, and I've always enjoyed uh, being the one to stand up for one another. And actually, this ties in with other elections I've worked on. Um, I've worked on quite a few elections, and I've been able to meet people and hear about the candidate I was working for and see the candidate in action, you know, uh, doing cleanups and uh, mass uh you know, work with these people, and he, it's because they're involved with the people and they're face-to-face -face with the people every single day that I understand what it takes to be, you know, a, a political figure and how to help people and how, how to help them correctly and how to get involved. Right. So, me, myself, I've worked with the Dan Kelly um, uh, political election for the Democrat and the quote-unquote blue wave thing that was happening in 2018 and it definitely opened my eyes a bit on the political side of things and how and the and how the actual work put in may not always reflect the work that is coming out you know it's really about not only the position that you're in but it's also a bit of luck you can't always have the same results that you expect over and over and over again and that's some of the lessons that i've learned in politics also i work with the day and kill the office also it also has to be a bit of consistency and a bit of repetition when it comes to gathering people that you want to vote for your person in office so it's more involved in politics than what a lot of people think is involved in politics and i feel like people forget that um, so with that being said, I want to talk a bit about the endorsements and the things that has also came around, the signatures, signs, literature, the things that you've been involved with when it comes to those areas and um, political view side of things. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, signatures is one thing that I've seen in past elections. In the John James election, actually, I helped gather signatures. Uh, it's, it's to put your name on the ballot. 
to make sure you you are a candidate for that election. So when you have those signatures, that means people want you on that ballot. It doesn't mean <clears throat> necessarily mean they're going to vote for you. It just means they want you on that ballot. Now endorsements is a is a different story I've seen from many different uh, political campaigns. Uh, endorsements are very important to run a successful campaign because when you have finances, <clears throat> you need to have people who give support by the word but also give support financially so you may have signs and you may have literature and you may have that voice with people especially over social media and you need to be seen in the community helping people and that can only really happen these days through social media and i believe that's a big aspect of getting involved not just politic and i don't like to be politic because that means you're brushing shoulders with one another but really just being out in the community and being seen is really what it takes and hard work i mean it never hurts to knock doors and when the candidate sees you working hard i mean that looks better than anything else okay um, so with that community outreach position, um, what do you feel like is the most important thing and why is community outreach so important today? Um, because I know you were talking about actually going up to doors, knocking on <coughs> doors, being very visible with the person, being very real, making it seem like you are also a human yourself, you know, because people see pol uh, politicians all the time as like these um, outreach figures, these very national big figures, but just... Being a person is a very important thing about being um, a political figure because people really relate to that. People relate to being, you know, actual human. Um, you know, for example, George Bush. So, what do you find? What do you find is very important with that? Well, you said it. Is that they want to? <coughs> they want you to. <coughs> Excuse me. They want you to be seen in the community, and they don't want to think that you're an outreach, that you're going to get elected and you'll never be seen again. I mean, we've seen this many times with a lot of politicians. Uh, it ranges from all parties, but I believe when you're out in that community and you're knocking on that door and you have that face-to-face -face conversation with that politician or with that candidate, they're going to want to speak to you, and you know they're going to have questions for you, but then they can get the answers from that direct source, and that means a lot more than just having... Uh, literature. Literature helps to have your name seen, but when you really go out there and, you know, you shake hands with the, the citizens, you really get the chance to meet all different people, and when you just have a conversation, it means a lot to them. Right. Okay, so we're running a bit out of time, but there are a few little personal comments that um, I feel like you'd like to make. Um, I'm not exactly sure about the um, things that are going on personally in the school, um, but I know you have a few programs, finances, that you want to touch on, and maybe a few other topics that you may want to touch on, so I'm just giving the mic to you right now to say whatever last words you want to say before to leave a lasting impact on um, the audience here. Okay, well, for you listening, I, I believe that one thing that's needed in schools as well is personal finances. Consumer economics was a big, a big thing I was pushing on having students being able to learn how to do taxes, you know, uh, mortgage, write a check, things that they're going to need at 18. I, I want to prepare students for the real world and not push them out in the real world and have them find out themselves. I really think we need to be preparing our students regardless of the past that they're on, and we need to be helpful in all different paths. Um, 
That, that being said, I also believe that with our diversity and grim link, I think we should have more diverse classes. You know, we have African American African American history class, but I'd like to see that you know teacher taught, and I think we should include other races too. You know, I would really like to see more diversity classes being taught, and it could really help a lot of students understand diversities in ever newer cultures, even religions. So I mean, that's that's what my whole campaign is about. Right. So you're basically you're saying your campaign is really about diversity and more inclusion, including everybody in a variety of races, no matter black, white, Hispanic, white. Um, so with that being said, how do you plan on getting that across to the school board? Because I know that you're a student and I know that one of your biggest challenges might be experience or age under the school board. And I know this is a question that probably a lot of people are asking. How do you plan on getting your views out there? And how do you plan on competing with the people who may already have the experience of being on the school board, uh, being more so politically involved on a larger scale, rather than you, who is a, essentially a newcomer inside this political scale and um, just a senior in Greenwich High School? Sure. So I, I've been on the, the board for the, the handbook before. And I've seen the processes, I've been in the meetings, but when I, when I go against a educator, we have many educators on the school board. You know, we have educators, we have business owners, we have a very diverse background of uh, figures on the school board. And that helps us thrive to help each perspective on the school board reach out to those with different perspectives in the community and especially in the schools. So I think it's important that we have a student on the school board so he can have that bond between the students and the administration and reach some sort of trust between the two. Because with it, it's, it's like an adult telling you what to do, but with a student you know, giving you advice and talking to you and just sitting down with you, it means a lot and it can go a lot farther than just having an adult telling you what to do. Interesting. All right, thank you, Joe. Um, that is it for the political podcast. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. This was Joe Johnson, and this was Blake Spencer coming at you with the Political Plateau Podcast. Thank you.